0: Praise his holy name. His anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You turned my mourning into dancing. You took away my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Amen. 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 We'll just carry on praying for a moment. As uh, Perhaps you would like to come and join me here. So we ask, uh, we pick up on Fran's prayer earlier and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us now. Lord God, we cannot hear you unless you speak to us. We cannot speak your word unless you speak, speak it through us. So come now by your Holy Spirit and fill us this evening. Fill this room. Fill your people. Fill Sam that he might read and speak your word to us. Fill us that we might hear you. The thing that you want each one of us to hear from you tonight. That we might be encouraged and challenged and drawn into your presence. Open our ears to hear you and our hearts to respond. Come fill us with your grace and love, we pray. Amen. Sam.
1: Brilliant. I was praying before the service, you know, sort of coming together, you know, what am I going to say, what am I going to do, and I was so excited, um, I really felt like God wanted to move and do stuff in this service, Um, and I felt like maybe there's a bit of a block in some of us, and, you know, it's difficult to surrender your life to God, it's difficult to give everything over to Him, and give all our worries over to Him, and I thought, well, it would be really nice, I know we just prayed, but you can never get enough prayer, just to have a quick moment of silence, just to bring what's on your heart before God and really just soak up His presence. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 to 6. And it says, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? That was really exciting this evening. Brilliant. So my journey with God, this is what I'm going to be talking about tonight. I'm the intern here at um, St. Jude's Church, for those of you who don't know, um, and I just wanted to talk to you a bit about my journey of faith, you know, how I came to be here, sort of physically, but also spiritually, and, and sort of what happened in that journey. And it sort of all started when I was seven. My parents, in the evenings, used to always come into my bedroom, um, and they'd read a story to me, and, they, and they'd pray with me. Um, and my dad used to like to sing me songs. And one night, um, my dad comes into my bedroom, and he starts talking to me about giving everything over to God. You know, everything in your life, giving it over to Him, you know, the things that you care about, the things that you want, the things that, you know, you wish you had. Like, I want a new toy. (laughs) That was something at that age I particularly probably wanted. Um, You know, a new car, a new house, you know, giving them over to Him and having God as your number one. And that really resonated with me. That really stuck with me. And that year, I, um, I went to a summer conference called New Wine. And I was in these children's groups. And there was a time of quiet reflection. And I sort of came and sat down. And I just prayed to God. And I was like, you know, God, I want to give everything over to you. Everything in my life, I just want to put it into your hands. And I got a picture of some clouds. Parting and a smiling face and God was with me and it was, it was a really great moment and I think perhaps you know, one of my greatest moments in my life because that relationship with God has carried me through so much stuff. I've only really got a little bit of time so I can't do a comprehensive autobiography of my life but I want to share with you like, some, of the, some of the biggest moments, some of the biggest struggles, some of the real problems that I came across and things that I struggled with. And I remember I was sitting down for coffee with this person um, when I was maybe 13, and I remember them talking to me and telling me that, you know, the, bit, the, bit, the best part of my day, the part of my day I most look forward to is when I sit down for breakfast um, with God and read the Bible and, and just sort of soak up His presence and spend time in His Word. And I remember listening to this and thinking, you know, what, well, that's amazing, that's fantastic. I love that. I love that you have this passion for God. But in all honesty, you know, growing up in the church, I've heard the stories hundreds and hundreds of times. You know, David kills Goliath. Jesus died on the cross. God created the world. And they just, to me, in, honest, in all honesty, when I opened the Bible and I read the stories, I found them boring, genuinely. And I didn't want to be like that. I wanted that relationship with God which I had, I had a relationship with God, but it wasn't thriving and the words weren't resonating with me and it wasn't something that really just spoke to my heart and that's just something I longed for. And growing up, um, I remember my dad had this huge collection of Bible commentaries, like pretty much one for every single book of the Bible by this guy named Chuck Missler. And I remember one time I came into the study and my dad's sitting there like, Oh, hello, Samuel, how are you doing? He's quite, he's quite posh, and so he's like, how are you doing, Samuel? And I'm like, oh, hi, Dad. I, um, can, I, can I borrow one of your commentaries? And so I, I take out the disc, you know, I put it in the computer, um, and I put it onto my, my audio playing device. And I sit down, and so I'm sitting in my room, listening to this, and I'm quite an active person, so I don't like to sit still, but like, on my desk, as you, as you could probably tell, on my desk, um, I have, at the moment, there's like a little packet of chewing gum, because whilst I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I like to be chewing, I like to be doing something at the same time, I like to be listening to music, and this guy was captivating, you know, I was just sitting there for an hour and 20 minutes, just sitting there with my Bible, just listening to what he was saying about the Gospel of Matthew and being blown away, just stories I'd heard many times, and I was just... Like, whoa, you know, the things you have to say about this is so exciting. And I thought, you know, I have this deep passion for God now. I have this deep passion for the Bible, and I'm so happy I've made it to this place. But after a while, I sort of came to realize that my passion wasn't really for the Bible. It wasn't really for what was God God was saying. It was more for what this guy was saying about the Bible. In in a way, I was more interested in this guy than I was in the Bible. I wouldn't sit down on my own with the Bible and just read read its words. It It still didn't touch me in the way. And, you know, I see people in church, and they're like, you know what, I'm so thankful for the cross. I'm so thankful you came to die for me. And, you know, they're in tears, and they're just literally like, God, I love you. I love what you've done for me. And growing up, hearing this story time and time again, it's so normal, it's so mundane. And I'm like, you know what, God, I really want to experience this. I really want to just be in love with you and for your word and for the cross and for the Bible, but it's just not happening. And I was really frustrated. I remember um, a few years later, I went to this new wine, again, where I became a Christian. And in 2012, there was this speaker Um, called Francis Chan and I remember him speaking and he's like you know God is helping us breathing and I love his word and I just want a relationship with him and he was so passionate for God and I was so excited by what he was saying um, that you know I went to college um, a few years later and I just plug into him I just listened to podcasts that he's done sermons at his church things that he said and just listen to what he was saying instead of reading the Bible And instead of praying, you know what, his passion for the Bible was something that I didn't see in the Bible. His passion for prayer was something I didn't find in prayer, so much so that I just wanted to listen to him instead of reading God's word and praying with God. And after a while, just sort of living off his faith, I sort of came to nothing. And I was just like, God, you know, where is this relationship with you? I'm trying really hard. I'm being told through church that I'm designed for a relationship with you. I'm made for a relationship with you, but I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not understanding this. If I'm made for a relationship with you, then why isn't it working when I'm trying, when my leaders are telling me, you know what, read the Bible, pray. This is how I do it. This is how you can do it. And so I'd, I'd go with the Bible and with prayer, and I'd sit down and I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll try and do what they're doing. I'll try and have the relationship with God that they're having. And so I'd sit there and I'd, I'd, I'd read sort of Genesis chapter one out of fifty, out of sixty-six books, and I'd be like, okay, day one, I've read Genesis chapter one. That's quite good. So day two, I'd come Genesis. Chapter 2, out of 50, out of 66 books. And I'm getting slightly frustrated by lack of progress. Then the next day, it's Genesis chapter 3. And by that point, I'm just like, you know, God, I'm not doing what they're doing. You know, they're getting so much wisdom and so much joy from reading the Bible and spending time with you. But my relationship isn't like their relationship with you. My relationship isn't working. And so I'm going to leave that there for a moment. I want to turn to Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. This is just one verse, so don't worry about it too much. Um, but no, it's a great verse. I'm not saying that. Just don't worry about the Bible bit. Um, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ my teenage years, if I have to be honest with you, were really ones of pleasing people. I, um, I didn't really fit into school. School wasn't really my scene. But when I went to youth group, you know, I'd grown up in the church. I knew all the right answers, you know. What did Jesus die on? The cross. You know, what happened with Adam and Eve? They ate the forbidden fruit. It wasn't necessarily an apple. It was just forbidden fruit. You know, I'd like to be the one in our little group sessions. I'd always be the one with the answers, just giving the answers to them. But, you know, I I did things, I did things up front, I did things on stage, I, I said things to people, but it really, I had a relationship with God, and God had done stuff with me through my life, but if I'm honest, the reason I was doing these things was not for God, it was to please people. You know, I wanted people to like me, I wanted people to respect me, and I wanted that attention. And... You know, there would be a buzz if someone said, oh, you know what, Sam, what you did there was really great. And you know, for like a few minutes, there'd be a buzz. But in the end, what it came to was nothing. And it wasn't fulfilling. And it wasn't what I was longing for all this time. You know, what, God, I want this relationship with you. I want to be just in your presence with the Bible, on fire for the cross and what you've done for me. And then about this time last year, this day last year, I was in a really bad place. I put all my energy into pleasing this person and it came to nothing and they didn't like me anymore and they didn't want to spend time with me and I didn't really know what to do. You know, that was my whole identity was pleasing people. And I didn't have my identity in God, and I just felt lost. And I was like, God, you know what, I've tried so many times with the Bible and with prayer, and it hasn't worked, but just speak into my life. Please set me on fire for you. Please just do something amazing. And, you know, I, I put in some worship music on my way to the train. I used to wake up sort of like with, with the minimum amount of time you'd need to get out of bed and get to the train. But usually what I do is I sort of underestimate or overestimate the minimum, and so I I would get out of bed, and then I would be ready, and then I'd realize I don't have enough time to get to the train, so then I'd be running for the train. So usually I've got my worship music in, you know, calm, like, oh, God, you are with us, and I'm running like, oh, my gosh, please get me to the train. Um, But, you know, after a while, um, taking time to build this relationship with God, I found that I, I would experience God. I'd feel God's, like almost every single day when I listened to God on the way to the train, I'd feel him, and it was amazing. This is the relationship I've been longing for. This is the fulfillment I've been wanting through trying to please people, through trying to do all these different things that I just wasn't getting. And on the train, on the train journey, it was great. I'd listen to the Bible. I could do things at the same time. I could listen to it whilst looking at the, the fields as we go by, little sheep in the field. And it would be amazing, and it would be great. And i pray on the train, i pray for the people there, kind of bleary-eyed at half seven in the morning. It was a great experience. Um, but you know, that was amazing. And my relationship with God was taking off, and things were happening, and God was moving, and it was really working. And then I was like, what am I going to do next year? I had plans to work at Waitrose for a year. Um, to get money to go to a Bible college because they didn't have student loans at that point. Um, So that was going to be my plan for a year. I'd work at Waitrose. And I went to a guidance counselor just just for fun, you know. Let's see what they'll say. It won't hurt an hour of my time. Um, And they said, this is a stupid idea. And I went away being quite annoyed they're insulting of my idea. Um, But then I did some research and I put some thought into it and I was like, God, do you want me to do an internship next year? And I found this, this little role description for some church in South Sea called St. Jude's. Um, and I, fil- I filled it out, I took time on the application form, and, and I got an interview, and I came down here, I sat in this chair. I remember my first time, Mike was doing sort of a baptism, being very happy, taking the baby around the church, and sort of everyone was sort of guiding me through, I was shaking people's hands, people were telling me their names. I didn't remember any names, I don't think I still remember any names. Um, And yeah, this great experience, and it felt so exciting. And then sort of that went through, and starting September, just a couple of months ago, I started here. And on my first day on the job, I went to a student house group. Um, And to be honest, I have to be honest, I'm so sorry, James, and Sonam, and anyone else in the student house group, Jamie at the back, um, I was very skeptical. I wasn't really, I went there, I was like, this could be really, this could be quite bad. I'm going to have to go here for the next year. Um, And they were like, okay, so today we're going to be talking about David and Goliath. And I was like, I've heard this story 1,000 times. I feel like I've heard this story more times than I've sung Happy Birthday. Um, So I was like, this is going to be so rubbish. And you know what, it wasn't. Surprisingly enough for me, It wasn't. It was amazing, and God was speaking through people, and this wisdom was coming out, and we were praying, and stuff was happening. By the end, I had my notebook out, and I was writing all the things, like some of the things that people were saying that I was getting excited about. I didn't know there was so much to learn from David and Goliath, but there's a lot in there, so definitely give that one another read. And that was amazing, and experiencing God and my faith is moving forward, and it's still difficult, and it's still hard with my relationship with God and my prayer and my Bible reading, but something's happening. God's moving. I'm I'm open to God. I'm trying to please God, not people. Sometimes it's hard not to please people, and sometimes it happens. But, you know, my focus is on God, and I'm moving forward in ways that I should be moving forward. And one time on my lunch break, I go outside, and I sort of sit in the precinct and i'm reading the bible and i read this this is romans 3 chapter 21 this is one you might want to open and so i'm sitting in the precinct sort of like i'm new to this job probably second week sort of just thinking about you know my relationship with god is this is this how you want me to read the bible is this how you want me to pray and i read this God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just as the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. And as I was reading this, you know, for maybe the first time in my life, I was really touched by Jesus dying on the cross. I was really touched by Jesus and his life, and I'm so sinful, I do all these things, I try to please people, I'm sinning, I'm not doing things that God wants me to do, and God's come and he sent Jesus' His son to die for me, and to take all my sins away so I can be with him forever in eternity and this blows my mind. You know, this is the passion in the cross and the Bible that I've been praying for a lot of my life and I've been wanting for and God is setting my heart on fire for his word and I'm getting so excited and it was amazing. And you know, from that point onwards, I've, I've done this and I've come and I've seen some amazing things. I've seen some amazing things and making that choice to, that initial choice to be in a relationship with God and making further choices to pray and to lean into God and to press into him and to give my worries over to him and to read the Bible and spend time in his presence have been the best decisions of my life. In all honesty, they've been the best decisions of my life, you know, and sometimes there have been times where there's been things blocking that. And you know what, God, I want to follow this instead of you. I want to follow these desires. And it's really hard. It's really hard in life. But God is so loving. You know, I've had times in my life where I've been like, what am I doing, God? Please, this is awful. I just want you to speak to me. You know, you want to be in relationship with me? Please speak to me. Please just fill me with you. Please just say something to me. And so many times more often than not, I've heard just three words, just three words. I love you. I love you. Amen.
0: Just hold that thought. Jesus saying to you, I love you. So, what would it be like now to meet him face to face? Perhaps we can only imagine.